Hello and welcome to The Brilliant Project, a podcast where we shed light on people who let their light shine bright. My name is Nico Belasco and I'll be your host taking you on this journey of light and inspiration as I embark on this new exciting venture of mine. For this episode, we have the founder of Meraki Miracles. Nitu Nilishi is an internationally acclaimed intuitive counselor and a meditation instructor from the University of Holistic Theology, specializing in tarot and angel card readings. She blends her experience in various modalities to help others elevate themselves in their chosen path. She's also a Reiki practitioner, a Mahavastu expert, and a healer and an avid spiritual coach. She's best known as the founder of Meraki Miracles and the only Mahavastu expert here in the Philippines. Nitu is firm on her mission of serving people as their guide in finding the most important answers that could help them see things differently, adopt a different perspective, and move forward. She helps them under, uncover the answers that are already within them and equip them with tools and support positive outcomes from the changes they are undergoing and transforming their lives. So it is with great honor that I introduce to you all, Nitu Nilishi. Hi, Nitu. Hey, Nico. Hi. So glad to be here now. How are you? We're honored to have you. I am okay. I'm doing great. I'm so happy that you could join me today. So am I. Let's just get started then. And it's a great way to start your weekend, I guess. Yes, it definitely is. So before we talk a little bit about, you know, the services that you offer and what you do for others, can you kind of give us a brief background on how you started your spiritual journey of guiding others? Sure. Thank you for asking me that because I think a strong foundation goes a long way in defining your journey. Well, let me start about how I got about becoming who I am right now. Well, I'm from India and was very fortunate to be like brought up by some independent and like spiritually inclined parents. Inside of being from science backgrounds, both my mom and dad, mom being a pathologist and dad being a microbiology professor, we were a very like religious household, you know, where we tried to keep the sanctity of our culture intact. And we believed in a very simple life, you know, and like all the things natural. But I was never compelled to blindly follow them. And they made sure that they that they instilled in me to use my mind and my heart and stand for what I feel is good for me. And as a child, I was always very intuitive, Nico. You know, I would have visions about people and my future, but it was very erratic and raw at first. In fact, I never paid heed to it because at that point in time, we had no access to, I mean, like we didn't have any access access to the textual knowledge and there was no Google at that point in time. But I could sense the energies of people. So I started walking at the age of 17 from distributing pamphlets at a gas station to like completing my MBA and to joining a corporate sector. You know, I was all there. Okay. But like they say that when you go your whole lives, never truly knowing what your purpose is, you know, and you never seek it because of that. And because you never seek it, most of our days are like very casually lived, lacking depth and, and experiencing very chronic feelings of, 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 this, uh, of this emptiness, you know. And since I, I had a very insatiable hunger for learning through my daily interactions with people and the wisdom shared by great minds through their books and videos, so thanks to tarot cards, meditation, and my journey in discovering my my inner goddess, I was able to hone my craft, you know. And like they say, that that we all are psychics, but it solely depends on the willingness you have in devoting time to it. 
I'm talking about a daily spiritual practice and then be consistent at it. So after dabbling at a lot of jobs in the corporate sector, I was, you know, feeling this lack, like something was, was amiss. And I, quint, and I quite didn't put a finger on it. I knew very early on in my life that I just don't want to be confined as a daughter, as a sister, as a wife or a mother. I mean, I can be much more than that. And I'm going to serve in any way possible. So it's very funny that I stumbled upon this quote in one of my books uh, from Martin Luther King. And that struck me completely that not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be successful because success is determined by service. So I remember asking my husband once that, is there a job where, where I can help people and get paid for it? And he literally laughed on my face. You know, it's like, there's no such thing, you know. But I was fully present with this idea. I was, I was uh, anyway, very infamous in my circle as an, as an uh, agony aunt, you know. So I knew I had to do something that can make me feel grateful for having this life. So I joined this NGO, which is known as the He Cares Foundation, where we work with I mean, we work with kids and uh, like they say that when the student is ready, so like your teacher appears. So I was very fortunate to come across some wonderful teachers, mentors and guides to make my transition very smooth. And one such great soul is my guru, Dr. K.B. Bansal, who I had the pleasure of learning Mahavastu. It's almost like a decade now, but I still feel like a child who's just been given a candy. So I'm just relishing the like the taste for uh, now, and I'm just looking forward to more spiritual unfoldment. That is amazing. I love that story and how you really discovered what it is that you want to do, and you took the actions necessary to really pursue that. Yes. It really shows that you are passionate about doing what you do. Um, and I, I want to what I do. And thanks to Martin, uh, sorry, I mean, thanks to Martin Luther King for, for that wonderful quote as well. I super look up to Martin Luther King. He is such a big inspiration to me, especially growing up in the States and all that he's done and accomplished in his life. I know. He's an amazing, I mean, he was an amazing soul. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, going back to you and your mm -hmm. passion, I wanted to ask you, you know, what fuels you to do what you do? Oh, there are so many things, actually. But I firmly believe that if you know what you are passionate about, it is bound to get merged with your purpose. So I love the fact that, that I can serve people as their guide or, or as their beacon, you know, and sort of equip them with the right tools in terms of yogic practices, in terms of mantras, in terms of meditation, in terms of, uh, you know, giving them answers, just so they can uncover the answers that are already in them you know and i love when i see the positive outcomes which they get from it and when you can transform their life in some way i think one feels uplifted and i think that is my purpose that is my strength and that's what keeps me going that's amazing you know really living a life worth living a lot of it has to do with the people around you and the people that you're able Absolutely. to touch and help and it's Absolutely. evident that you are well on your track of doing that. And you've been doing it for a long time now. Um, yeah, and as mentioned yeah. earlier, you are the only Mahavasu expert here in the Philippines. So can you tell us mm -hmm. a little about what you do in this aspect of your work? Oh, well, let me start by saying that I feel absolutely privileged to bring this Vedic science to the West, you know. Let me start like that because none of you are actually familiar with the term Vastu and Mahavastu, though it's very common back in India, that everything on this earth has vibrations, right? 
that can constantly determine our well-being, which we which we receive from our surroundings, either from an object, place, or person. So hence, it's very apt to say that all buildings and and even the land on which a building is built has vibrations of of this uh, energy, which is associated with it. Okay, so just like we are made of air, water, fire, earth, space, so is our environment. Like our body can fall flat if we don't live in moderation. Similarly, our surroundings can have an adverse effect on our psyche if we don't have it balanced. So by adopting a clear understanding of activity, utility, objects, and colors that adorn our home, we can easily solve concerns regarding our financial problems, about our health issues, procrastination, or lack of clarity. So this is where Mahavastu comes into picture. So Mahavastu is coined from the Sanskrit word called Vas, which means a place where you live or dwell. And Mahavastu as a whole is a science of Indian architecture that goes 6,000 years back. Uh, it's a Vedic secret that can amplify your wealth, make your relationships and health better, helps you to like stay powerful in your business or job, get you the I mean get you the fame and the and the recognition, similar to feng shui on some principles, you know. But we are very fortunate to be born in this line of generation to have access to this wisdom. So let me just give you an example of it that just by choosing a good entrance of your house, you can be a game changer. There are 32 entrance. I mean, there are 32 entrances in Mahavastu and 16 zones. And each zone carries a trait that that can give you an additional thrust in life. Example: South Southeast is one zone that just by placing mirrors there, you can have the right amount of power and the confidence in any task which you do. Wherein North is very apt for new money opportunities. So using certain objects and symbols can actually enhance your abundance. And the energy of your space where you live, work, and sleep has a direct impact on your success and abundance, you know. And I, I like to say that our, that our enclosed space is like a 3D vision board that can help us manifest all of our desires and dreams. And in, in fact, perhaps you might have been aware of it yourself when you move to um, like one space and some good luck happens to you, wherein when you move to another home and things get tough and you have less cash flow because your environment affects you all the time. And Mahavastu is not just connected to any sort of like religion because any, I mean, any religion can practice having a good home. It's just a great ancient knowledge of the East that, that is now accessible to the West. So Mahavastu just shifts the energy of your space, which then shifts the energy and the circumstances of your life. So just by changing the energy flow of your home, balancing that flow, becoming aware of it, okay, and experiencing a life that you always wanted can help you live the greatest vision or, or be the best version of your greatest vision. It works like that, Nico. That is so cool. I love that. Um, you know, I'm all about having a clean space and, you know, really, yeah. I see that environment really, yeah. yeah, decluttering. Your environment really does affect you um, and how you live your life. Because if you have... I mean, imagine, one, yeah, yeah, I mean, imagine if, if, if you're walking out of a place which is absolutely cluttered, I don't think so you can ever have a nice amount of clarity right it should be yeah. speak and span clean with a nice fragrance that's what's going to keep you going in life right mm -hmm. yes and you need to have one that is you know allows you to be comfortable and allows Absolutely. you to thrive so 
if you guys need help in any of that, you know, feel free to reach out to Nitu. We'll be plugging her information here at the end of this interview. So stay yes. tuned for that. <laughs> but yes, please before, go and discover. Yeah, yeah, please go ahead. I wanted to ask you also, you know, I've always been fascinated by tarot and angel card readings. Can you share a little bit, little about how these are done? Uh, well, tarot cards um, have a very special space in my heart because my journey actually started with tarot cards. And uh, well, it's a long story story but i'm just gonna cut it short uh, for you guys that mm -hmm. so, so tarot cards and like angel cards are very opposite to each other in a way okay i mean both are amazing okay so so angel cards are more about loving messages from the angels that one needs to hear at that point in time in their life wherein tarot cards are the archetypes of all of human experience it's like a road map Example, if you go to a forest and there are wild animals there, there are like potholes there. But if you have the guidance of a guide with you, you will learn to camouflage yourself to be able to be careful from the wild animals. And you'll learn to dodge the potholes while they are still there. Similarly, in, in our life, we are full of situations which can be toxic, which can be worrisome. But if we have the right directions through the cards, right, we can easily maneuver and change our journey to reach our destination. Okay. So in our deck, we have 78 cards. And we have two cards which are known as destiny cards, which means something is bound to happen, but then one can always experience how they like react to it. And then we have a couple of cards, which are your mundane cards, which means it's subjective. It's like a warning, which is telling us to be able to be wary of the action which we are currently taking and maybe adopt a different perspective, which can give you a different result, which is good for you. And we basically, I mean, like you must be knowing that our subconscious uh, mind has this deep level of memory, right? So we just, I mean, as a tarot card reader, we just take the information from your subconscious mind, which is based on your current vibrations, which can be very accurate. And we just interpret that for you. So it's as simple as that. Unlike the impression which people have of, of the tarot card readers where you see in the movies, like, you know, like a, like a woman with the gothic makeup and with a huge mm -hmm. magic wand, sort of like a crystal. That's just a myth. I think mm -hmm. I'm a very simple, pretty looking uh, female. I, I like to love mm -hmm. myself. And mm -hmm. that's how it is. Yes, that's awesome. You know, there are a lot of stereotypes that go on with the image of these readings, yeah, and so I do. Many of them. But it's awesome that you are um, really bringing to light what the reality of it is, and that there is so much truth to what happens in the readings. I mean, right. people know that there are. It's not just what it is in the movies. Like there are so many different other aspects of it, and yeah. it's yeah. You know, can, can I just add something here, Nico? Mm -hmm. That you know what? I mean, God has given us two parts of the brain, which is our left brain, which is like the logical and the rational brain, and the right brain, which is for intuition and like your emotions. So we are meant to use both of them, right? So if you can believe in your logical mind, then of course, like, like there must be some truth to your intuitive side as well, which is sort of missing the point these days, right? So I'm glad we have modalities like tarot cards, you know, which can make us get attuned with that inner genius of us, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it works yeah. like that. And we all have it within us. It's just a matter of yeah. really finding it, right? Absolutely. It's like okay. the layers of the onion peels, you know. It works like that. <laughs> yes. So your work can be categorized into three parts. We have the heavenly luck, human luck, mm -hmm. and earth luck. Can you share a little right. about each of these? 
Sure, sure. You know, uh, this is something which I absolutely and firmly believe in that in life, we just kind of have one way of living our life, right? It's just going to get very monotonous and very limiting. So I like to believe that if we can have a little bit of everything and we can strike a balance, we can have absolute authority to be able to co-create our destiny as long as we take the accountability for that. So let me start with the heavenly luck. I think the heavenly luck is more about the blueprint that the universe had, has gifted us by making so many miracles which we can with our ability and the potential which is fully equipped in our body and in our mind. And I think uh, God or the universe has given us this inner genius and it contains the secrets that will lead us to a life's purpose, which is like a soul's purpose. And I think it's a map that leads us to a treasure and through and through tarot cards, Reiki, pranic healing, crystals, we can tap into the wisdom to be uh, to be able to empower you so you can uncover your own potential and move through life confidently. So it works like that through the heavenly luck. Now we come to the earth luck. And this, this type of luck, which is specifically associated with Mahavastu. Earth luck is determined by the relationship between man and the earth and points to the influences of our location where we lead our lives every day, including our relationship to the environment, you know, and through the objects and through the symbols which we tend to be around all the time. And like I mentioned earlier, that that uh, that we all are energetic beings that, that vibrate at different frequency. And these energies are key or the prana or, or the chi exist within our environment. And that can affect us differently. And, they, and the impact can be positive or negative towards all aspects of life. You know, and I love this quote uh, in this book called The, uh, called the Alchemist, that when you open to like receiving, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it and this increases your ability to thrive rather than struggle by many folds so i believe that the classical vastu shastra which is the sacred science of architecture and it's based on the five elements which are the air water fire space i think it can help reduce the negative energy around us while we can tap into the positive energy in our surroundings to bring us the prosperity harmony and the joy so it works like that, okay? And on to the last one, which is the human luck. Now, human luck is more about your thoughts, about your emotions, about your feelings. It's like our culture and the religious beliefs, as well as like a moral codes, you know, which we stand by. So I think when we are involved with the charities or our willingness to be able to help others, and we are we are very mindful of the inner thoughts and our and our emotions behind the thoughts, it can be incredibly powerful. And there are no limitations except for the ones which we set ourselves. So when you're mindful of what is right and what needs to be done through your thought process, right? I think we can easily uh, execute our actions, you know, and bring forth amazing miracles because this is the area where you truly determine your own destiny. And your human luck is solely dependent on the decisions you make and actions you take. So it, it is like that. That is amazing. I really do believe that we are, you know, put on this earth for a reason. And in order for us to find our purpose and to manifest it, we really do have to be self-aware. And a lot of that has mm -hmm. to do with, you know, knowing, you know, like you said earlier, your thought process, you know, um, because that holds so much yeah. importance in our lives. And, you know, all the different things that we need to really consider 
um, in all the different looks that there are, of course, the first step to really becoming that person that you were always meant to be is really being aware and intentional in you know Absolutely. the actions that you make and the steps that you make because uh, in that order is the first step. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Awareness. And right. in order for us right. to really get to that goal or get to be that person that we've always wanted to be, we really need to know that. And so it's really mm -hmm. special and amazing that you are shedding light on this because you are pretty much helping everyone get to that point that they want to be at, right? Actually, thank you to you too, because you are ge generating such nice platforms where we can voice our opinions. So a big thank you to you as well, Nico. Uh, thank you so much. And you know, in this part of the reason why I do this is because I know that a lot of people out there are struggling and you know yes. especially in this period of time you know the world is going through so many tough times and people all over the world are facing hardships and negativity but you know aside from seeking guidance from you like what are some ways that people can manifest miracles in their lives right now well uh you know I like to say that change is one constant in our lives but that doesn't make things easy right so i live by this quote that you know like like there is no greater mastery in the world than to master one's own self right and i know that the society is in the midst of the monumental change thanks to covid right but like the nike slogan says just do it i think it's a great advice during this crisis you know i love the story of this man called franklin templeton i don't know if you know about it when the war was happening between the nazis and the americans right and everyone thought that the germans will actually win the war this particular man templeton he thought otherwise he thought that what if there's 0.1 percent chances that we can in fact win this war so he started selling one dollar per share or less you know and he borrowed some money to buy more shares and then he also uh, you know bought like uh, companies and uh, about like real estate stuff and he became a billionaire overnight in spite of the crisis because his vision was aligned with the fact that what if and he just did what he wanted to do so I, I think let's not waste this particular like crisis as we are called to be idle at home i think it's very important that we use this time to think about our lives and how we might do things differently because like an idle mind mentally could lead to occurrences of being you know anxious and depressed right and doing something to basically heighten your spiritual energy if you view it as worthwhile you know then do some value added work i mean rather than just completing your task you know just try to concentrate or where the universe is guiding you to serve and i think that will be the most effective work you can do during this time which will help you create miracles in your life as well as others life i mean focus on things that bring fulfillment and and in increase joy and peace in your life and i and by that i, I don't mean uh, gadgets or like netflix you know i mean more like walk on mm -hmm. a bare grass spend more time with your pets or kids or call up an old friend and say hi or say something nice to them i mean do something productive that makes you feel good about yourself you know and, and particularly those that grow your spiritual life rather than just merely doing activities to basically fill your time and like i mentioned earlier in one of my interviews that this year which is 2021 uh the old has to give away to the new okay which means that this year is governed by number five the number for mercury so your speech will play a vital role 
So use is very judiciously. I mean, one can elevate a person through their words and one can ruin someone's life through their words too. So be kind, be compassionate and choose better words to describe your emotions. I mean, use wonderful instead of good. Use magnificent instead of beautiful. Aim for the stars just so you could land up on the moon. I love that. I, I love that. Yes. And, you know, words do hold so much power. Like you said, they can affect our moods, other people's moods. And, mm -hmm. you know, things wouldn't be the way that they are now if they weren't for the words. And you really shape your reality by mm -hmm. being intentional with the words that you say. Like you said, Absolutely. using wonderful instead of good. That really just mm -hmm. amplifies what you're feeling in the moment. And slowly but surely, mm -hmm. your mind will also follow that. And you will feel great about yourself. You will feel that you are wonderful because you are speaking it into the universe, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm feeling marvelous right now doing this interview with you right now. See? It can just easily <laughs> shift the paradigm shift there, you know? I mean, make a major paradigm shift in your life just by using better words than using all right words or, like, okay words. So, yeah. Yes. Yes, and going back to what you said earlier, you know, we do have so much free time on our hands and right. a lot of, you know, you said idle time is not so great because that could also lead to a lot of anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. you know, looking back right. and feeling regret for certain things. Like I personally have felt that, but mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier, um, you know, do things that make you happy, that make you like that spark joy in your life. Because, um, you know, when you're doing that, you don't realize it, but you know, it's a, it's a domino effect. When you right, are happy, it, mm -hmm. it becomes a whole big thing and you affect the people that are around you. And, you know, that's why I love, you know, sharing stories of people who really make an impact on the world like yourself, Me Too, because it's a it's domino really effect. And I that with yeah. this interview, more people can listen, more people can hear what you have to say because it is powerful. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's so needed right now. Like the world really does need to hear all these different aspects of your, your job and you know, all the things that you do for everyone right. so that they can take the action that they need to really better themselves. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to That's ask you, right. Nidhi, we talked a little about manifestation a while ago, but I wanted to know for you personally, how has manifesting, like what is manifestation for you? Well, manifesting something in my life or as per me is to constantly remind myself that the universe is working with me in unison. It makes me feel a part of the universe, makes my connection stronger, makes me believe that I am that I am, that we all are sparks of the divine source. And I feel if you have faith, if you have faith in your God or the universe or the divine source, be it like Buddha, be it like Shiva, be it like Jesus, you know, if you have faith, even of a mustard seed, one can move mountains. So I believe uh, like a prayer, I mean, I mean, no prayer is nothing more than a fervent statement of what is so. And it doesn't go unanswered because I feel that when you are trying to say a prayer to your God, every thought, every statement, every feeling is very creative, right? To the degree that it is fervently heard as a truth, to that degree that it will be made manifest in your experience. So when it is said that a prayer has not been answered, meaning that there are some people that I mean trying to manifest, but none, but nothing is happening as such. So I believe that what has happened is this: that the most strongly held thought word or feeling has become operative in your case so here's a secret okay that it is always the thought behind the thought 
what can also be called as a sponsoring thought that is the controlling thought so therefore when you try to manifest something as a process of supplicating it then it will be a very i mean there there seems to be a very small chance that you will experience that manifestation but if your sponsoring thought behind every supplication is strong enough that's when you will really be able to manifest something for example if someone is trying to say quit smoking right but their constant thought is maybe i should try it i don't know whether i can do it let me just try it any which way so though they are trying to visualize it with like all their mighty and heart right but if the sponsoring thought is not very strongly aligned with who you are and it's not coming from a from a place of love you will not be able to manifest so the idea is to always be in this constant state of gratitude because if that is your manifestation technique it will definitely definitely happen yes the attitude of gratitude is so important um that's something that i've learned along this whole pandemic period it's really just to be grateful for whatever it is that you have in front of you right now or the experiences that you've had along the way or the memories that you've made people that you've met because that's pretty much what all what life is all about it's appreciating everything that you have because that is you know it sparks so much joy in your life and once you can really find that attitude of gratitude and you know apply it in your own life if you don't already have it you can see the major difference in the way that you live your life the way that you carry yourself and the way that you interact with others because being grateful can really take you a long way right beautifully said i absolutely i couldn't agree more absolutely it has and, to work like that yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes and you know with that being said you know we you've already shared so many amazing quotes and so many gems and words of wisdom but i wanted to ask you Uh, do you have a motto that she lived by, and if so, what is it? Oh, there are so many of them, actually. <laughs> uh, well, uh, but at the top of my list, I guess if I can think about it, oh, I love this one: that good is not good enough. One should strive for excellence. You know, I uh, got this quote, and I read uh, from this thing. I mean, from this author known as the Colin Powell. He said that if you are going to achieve excellence in big things. you develop the habit in little matters because excellence is not an exception it is a prevailing attitude so i believe excellence is about being the best striving to be better because people are not not born with excellence right they have to cultivate it over a period of time through hard work wise work and smart work so if you have the willingness to hone that craft have a daily spiritual practice you will go a long way and besides excellence differentiates between extraordinary people from ordinary people i think it is both your yardstick and the benchmark so when you benchmark against other achievers you tend to improve and grow rapidly so you should never settle for less so good is not good enough strive for excellence yes excellence plays a huge role in my life because for me personally like i'm a perfectionist so It's kind of hard for me you to. You are. Okay, I didn't know that about you. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a team person. But I, I do see the importance of striving for excellence because it really does motivate people, and it mo motivates me a lot. You know, right? Um, it be in small little actions or in huge, major things that I'm doing. Um, you know, I strive for excellence, and it helps me stay focused, and it helps me really zero in on what I'm trying to do because having that end goal in mind of you know. 
achieving whatever right. it is that you want to achieve. I think that's so important, you know, finding yeah. like the finish line is in sight and you just running through it. That is part of the excellence journey. And that's pretty much Absolutely. visualization. I mean We've just used a couple of percentage of our actual, I mean, like I'm talking about our brain capacity. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I think one can be the next Albert, I- Albert Einstein, right? It's just about keeping at it, you know, yeah. trying to peel by peel, open your layers and keep trying. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, that also leads me into my next question for you, Nitu. Mm-hmm. You know, with, sure. with everything going on in your life, what inspires mm-hmm. you to keep working? I think my purpose because I think the purpose of life is to live a life of purpose. So I think realizing my purpose to become my best so I can help others become theirs. And I know my exact reasons for actually doing everything. I mean, because if I know the why of it, the the how of it gets easier. Example, if my purpose for healthy living isn't because it's trendy or wise to do, but it's the motivation for it to unleash my full potential so I can give uh, my hundred percent in 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 everything I do, which includes uh, making my life like a nice dream life, you know, and and to be able to have the courage to go after what is most important to me, despite my fears and doubt, and living a very meaningful life aligned with my values. And I understand that life is an endless wishes path, you know, and you feel at times that I'm not truly satisfied because I will always be wanting more. But I think the truth is that if you can understand and believe and somehow convince yourself that I am and will always be enough right now, true fulfillment and happiness come from within. It starts when I see myself as high value and live a life true to me. That's when the miracles will unfold in your life. That is so beautifully said. And I do believe that, you know, accepting who you are in the present moment and also, you know, finding aspects of yourself that you do want to change. But if it is Mm -hmm. like in my previous episode, um, I sat down with a model and beauty queen and she pretty much told me that she struggled with um, self-image and body image Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. self-esteem. But Mm -hmm. she did want to improve some parts of herself. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, she accepted who she is in the moment, but she Mm -hmm. found different aspects that she could work on because you know we're not perfect human beings the reality of it is that we're not yeah and you know it's all about finding whatever it is that you want to improve like me too said and also working towards it keeping at it that's yeah and i think as long as you are enjoying the process because if you're not going to enjoy the process then what's the use of doing what, what you do so the idea is to not wait for the destination to come to your life it's about enjoying your journey right i mean if you notice whenever like you go for like nice vacations right it's not about reaching your destination it's about the memories mm-hmm. which you generate with your folks when you are going towards your destination right so enjoy as well along the yes. process yes and you know one thing that i've learned also in this pandemic period is that you know it's it's tough it, and there's no denying that there is so much mm-hmm. that is happening that is you know the hardships that everyone is experiencing the depression and the sadness but I also choose to believe that there is beauty in the situation that we're in. You know, before the pandemic, maybe you weren't able to spend enough time with your family, but now you do because you're with them 24-7, right? I swear, Um, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful that I'm able to spend some quality time with my child, with my husband, you know. It's a great feeling to be there. Yes, and that's what life is all about. It's finding the bright side in every situation because there always is one. And no matter how hard it is, to really find it, um, you know, like 
like we mentioned earlier, family is important. So that's a bright side in this dark situation that we're having Absolutely right now. Absolutely important. Right, right. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's a non-negotiable for me to be able mm -hmm. to spend some great time with my family. They should always yeah. come first, right? You know, charity be begins at home, right? So yes. you got to be very mindful of, you know, being there for your folks. And that's how you will be able to be there for other people, right? Exactly. And I wanted to ask you also, this podcast is a Brillier project. Brillier is actually a French word that directly translates to shine. So I wanted to ask you, how do you let your light shine bright? That's a beautiful question, Nico. Um, I think for me, by listening with intent, I think this is absolutely underrated. Okay, this is such a selfless act that people rarely do nowadays. We are so focused on listening to respond that we never listen for the sake of actually listening and processing what the other has to say. I, I feel listening is considered a selfless act in itself as the best thing you can make someone feel is to hear them what they want to communicate. And by listening to someone's problems, for instance, you learn about how much pain they are in and that how you will be able to truly help them in some way because now you know the actual reason and then followed by empathizing with them because when you empathize with others you become light as you make them feel understood through empathizing you are reminding that uh, them that they are not alone in their pain or in whatever it is that they're feeling so these two things I think are somehow losing its it's like glory and we need people to listen to us. It's absolutely imperative to be there for someone just by lending your ears. Yes. Yeah. I think in this day and age, especially because, mm -hmm. um, you know, this generation, not going to lie, is very self-absorbed and it's, mm -hmm. um, it's all really just a matter of, you know, the image and um, how do I look? But once we were able to put I others know. before, that's when we really grow and that's when we help others grow too. So listen intently, guys. That is extremely important. Yes, and so I happy. think that's the, and I, and I think I like to add here, and that's mm -hmm. how meditation also come in, I mean, comes into picture. When we are praying to God, again, we are talking. We are talking, right? We, we're not exactly listening. So when we meditate in silence, that's we. I mean, that's us being very like receptive to actually listen to what the what the universe is trying to tell us. So it's important to quietly listen. And trust me, you can solve half your problems just by listening. That's absolutely amazing, and I couldn't agree more with you. Need to, you know, thank you so much for joining me today. But before you wrap up. Um, let us know where we can find you and connect and if you have any programs or um, services ongoing now. Well, my team has just launched our website and yeah, I'm so excited about our website. It's called mm -hmm. MirakiMiracles.com, M-I-R-A-K-I, Miracles.com. And in case you don't know what Miraki means, it means that when you do something with with passion, with absolute devotion and undivided attention. When you tend to leave an essence of your soul or leave a part of you in something that you do, it's called Meraki. So please find me uh, on my website. And plus, I'm very active on uh, on Instagram and on Facebook under Nitu Nilishi. You can always find me there and book a session.
Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today and for hopping onto the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me once again. And I think thank you for what, what you do and all the very best for your future endeavors. Thank you so much. You know, you've dropped so many words of wisdom and I hope that everyone can really take what they've learned and apply it in their own lives, you know, because manifesting miracles, finding light and empathizing with others can definitely mm-hmm. take you a long way. Right. I'm just grateful that, that, that I'm able to spread the light. And this is what I'm truly, truly grateful for. That Amazing. I'm able to be in this position of spreading the light. Mm-hmm. We are grateful for it. And, you know, now to everyone out there listening, stay up to date with upcoming episodes by following The Brillier Project on Instagram and Facebook at T-H-E-B-R-I-L-L-E-R Project. And don't forget to like and follow us here on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Again, I'm your host, Nico Velasco. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to let your light shine bright.